Hi and welcome to a new episode of the Social Skills and Conversation Strategies series. My name's Richard Gray and I'm very happy to have you along on another live stream or if you're listening to me on the podcast. So today what we're talking about is wheelhouse topics and becoming more self-congruent. So in my previous live stream we talked about four socializing inhibitors which if you struggle with shyness or social anxiety insecurity or you're just discouraged about yourself and your own progress and being able to make progress in the first place because nothing you've tried so far has helped and you're still mired in this this mindset this mental barrier of of shyness which is causing so many problems in your social situations and your life in general not just social situations but at work how you get along with your colleagues and your boss and and the consequences of that in itself which can lead to reduced opportunities less chance of getting promoted etc it's all interlinked and placed together so it's very important that now you're on this journey of social skills development the stakes really are high for a a great outcome if you persevere and pursue it even just aiming for a 10 percent improvement and then building on those improvements over time the the payoff is so worth your persistence so that was the last live stream where we covered these four inhibitors for the sake of becoming more aware of them and we pose the question at the end well how do we move forward from there now that we're more self-aware and that's the first step because self-awareness is itself the first step it reduces the issues by about 10 percent because you now know about them you have the knowledge about them when you don't know what you don't know then you can't devise a strategy for dealing with it so now that you know or you're more aware of where your own particular issues lie what's the next step for moving forward well to overcome shyness social anxiety etc we need to balance the scales out and move them in our favor by developing confidence now this is not the only strategy the only way of moving forward it depends on you and your circumstances if you have a severe level of shyness or social anxiety you may want to look at strategies for working through those first and we're not going to cover those in this live stream we're looking at more towards building confidence through developing self-awareness and our own personal knowledge of topics and we're doing this because and let's put this into context Let's say you go into a social situation and you're a shy person. Naturally, for most of us with that mindset, we become shy, we become uncomfortable and we don't put ourselves out there. We we hide, we become the wallflower because we're more self-aware of, the, of, of that belief, that mindset that we're being judged for everything we say. So we withhold what we say and our opinions on on matters and subjects 
and we instead become people pleasers and we take on other strategies um, to mitigate the effect of what's going on in our minds. So overall, we can become much more quiet in social settings. Now, there's two ways that we become that we can become quiet. The first we've just said is because of shyness and we we're holding back because we don't want that perceived judgment coming down on us. But the other reason we can become quiet, and we're not talking now about anxiety forcing our mind to go blank, that can be a third way. Anxiety causing your mind to go blank so you don't have access um, to your thoughts and your opinions in your own mind. So you can't express them because you can't get to them to pull them out of your mind. So that's number two. So now we're looking at a third way. And this is a consequence of being shy and the other person, letting the other person lead the conversation. So when we do this, naturally the other person is going to talk more about what they want to talk about. So they're going to be on their ground of knowledge, their their area. It's like a game of football. You're playing in a way game. Um, talking more specifically about the English game or the European game, the more the more commonly known, rather than the American football version or the Australian rules football version, we're talking now about general football. You get 11 players, and it's often said that playing an away game, the opposition team has an advantage in the crowd, which is supporting them, and that crowd is often called the 12th player. So when you're in a conversation and you're letting the other person do the talking, you're letting them talk about their topics, their areas of knowledge, what they enjoy talking about. They're, you're playing in a way game, you're playing in on their turf. And so they have the advantage and what they want to talk about, what they're enjoying talking about, perhaps their hobbies, their passions, their work, etc. Maybe you know very little about it. So you can't really contribute much to the topic, even if you wanted to. It's not in your wheelhouse of topic knowledge. So you can at best just listen to what they want to talk about and make some casual comments or encourage them with some questions to talk more. But all the while, you're playing away from home, you're... you're stuck in a topic of conversation that you know very little about so you naturally can't contribute and this add this into the mix of the other issues maybe your mind has gone blank you're holding back naturally as a result of shyness and put all this together and of course you're going to be very quiet in conversations and the other person is going to be doing all the legwork all the talking which is fine if they enjoy that if they enjoy the attention and some people do and they'll be happy that you're just listening to them but more generally people like a more balanced conversation a little bit of back and forth some banter to to really have the conversation flowing and for both people to enjoy it instead of one person doing all the work of the conversation and the other person sitting back and letting them do that so sometimes we want to lead the conversation ourselves so that we're on our home turf. And we're talking about conversations, topics that we know more about. Now, 
there's a balance to be had here. It's all about balance. Let's say the other person wants to talk about um, their own hobby of swimming. Maybe they love swimming and they want to talk about that. But perhaps you don't know a thing, single thing about swimming. So you say, oh, swimming, that's great. Um, you enjoy swimming. Yeah. And then you, sh you switch topics to something else that you want to talk about. And now you've just diverted attention away from them and they wanted to talk about swimming, but you're not giving them permission. And so they're going to feel a little bit frustrated by that um, to some degree. And maybe they'll try and pull you back into their topic and they won't be happy or as happy as they would have been if they would, if you'd given them the freedom or the permission to talk a little bit more about what they wanted to talk about. So there's a balance to be had. So you could immediately try and shift them away if you wanted to, and sometimes you might want to, but more often than not, what be, what would be more polite for a good conversation is to let them speak a little bit on their topic and let them put down the baggage that they have. Often people come into a conversation carrying some baggage. Maybe that baggage is an anecdote and they want to tell that anecdote. <clears throat> and if you don't allow them to tell that anecdote, they're never going to be in listening mode. You can talk away all you like, but you don't have their attention because they're preoccupied with this subject or this anecdote that they want to tell. So they're simply in waiting mode, waiting for you to finish speaking. So more generally, to be a good conversationalist and to have a higher level of social intelligence, give the other person permission to talk about what they want to talk about first. And you do this by asking them a question. They, you ask them, what's, what's your hobby? What's your interest? They say fishing. Now, at this point, you can talk about your thing or you can give them permission to talk about fishing. And you can give them permission by asking them why they like fishing or what got them interested in fishing. Or you can come at it from several angles. Where do you go fishing? You know, what, what, how does fishing make you feel? What, you know, several different ways you can approach it to, to give them permission to talk more about fishing and let them put that baggage down, let them get it out of their head. And once they've done that, then the more ready to hear what you've got to say, the more in listening mode. So as a good conversationalist, give them a few minutes or five minutes or however long you want to let them explore their topic until they talk themselves out or you, you find a natural um, silence coming up um, and you feel it's a good, good opportunity to sidestep them. This is what you call pacing and leading. So when you're letting somebody else speak about their thing, you're letting them lead. And then if you know something about their topic, you can walk side by side with them in their topic and get interested in it. Encourage them to educate you and tell you more about their topic. This is called pacing. Now you're walking side by side in their topic. You're pacing them. They've led, now you're pacing, and at some point you want to lead. And when you're leading, you're shifting them into your wheelhouse topic, your areas of knowledge. So first step is to become much more congruent in what your topics of knowledge are. What are your wheelhouse topics? 
what do you know something about? Maybe it doesn't have to mean that you're an expert in a topic, just your general interest. What interests you? What things do you know about? And generally think, try and think up five different topics that you've got some knowledge in or topics that interest you and you would like to talk about. And if you got into a conversation on that topic, you could enjoy that conversation because that topic interests you and you're, you're happy to talk about it and get into some banter and some back and forth on that topic. So first step is to know what your wheelhouse topics are. And then once you've defined five topics, if you can find five topics, have a look at what satellite topics surround that main topic. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it all that out there in one go, which might feel a bit overwhelming, so we'll rein it back in. But generally, if you've got one, let's forget about five wheelhouse topics for now. Let's just say one, you've got one key topic that you know a lot about or you would enjoy talking about. Now think about maybe five different satellite related topics to that key topic. So to put this into context and bring it into focus, let's come up with an example of cycling. Yeah, I thought about that example in advance. Cycling, let's say that you're into cycling and you enjoy cycling. So what satellite topics, what related topics could you have that you could shift into as a result of your main topic of cycling? So you really enjoy cycling, going out on your mountain bike or, or your racer. So related topics to cycling could be talking about the Tour de France or the, the cycling in the Olympics. I mean, this it seems to me, having watched the last Olympics, that you could have an entire Olympics based solely on cycling. There's seen so many different events, the Peloton, the, the Kieran, and so many different types of races that go on, go on in the velodrome. And that's aside from all the outside events, the, the, the BMX tracks, the, the, the Tour de France, uh, not the Tour de France in Olympics, but, you know, the Olympic long-distance racing. So many different races relating to cycling and that could be a related topic to your core topic of cycling and then there's fitness regimes based on cycling how do you get fit for cycling different types of clothing for cycling um yeah that's all i've got for now um, but that's enough isn't it you've got at least four different topics and you you sit down and think about it you could probably come up with another five or six um, related topics to the core topic of cycling and now let's say somebody gets onto their topic of swimming and you don't know anything about it now maybe they talk themselves out you've let them talk for five minutes and you're thinking about how you can shift them now you how you can lead them you've paced them how can you lead them into a topic that you know more about so you're thinking about related topics to swimming and cycling is a related topic it's a it's an outdoor activity or an indoor activity it, it involves health and fitness and a, a certain level of training to be able to do that sport well and so now you've got related topics so you say well I don't know much about swimming to be honest with you although it does sound fun but what I am into is cycling and 
yeah, we have a similar sort of regime to training for cycling as it, as it sounds like you have for swimming. And then you can get into the subject of cycling and, and they'll probably have a related interest in your cycling because it relates to their swimming and health in general. And you can talk about clothing, the ideal clothing for race, uh, for, for cycling, you know, streamlined clothing wear. There must be a relationship there between the clothing you have for swimming and the clothing that you would have cycling shorts for cycling, etc. And then you can shift closer and closer into your own topic core of cycling and and how you personally do it whether you're you go mountain biking cross countries or, or you you like to go racing racing uh, or wh whether you just like to watch it on tv when the tour de france comes on um or whether you like to actually go and watch it at the olympics whatever your core interest is in it you're you're shifting the person closer to your core interest and now you're you're in the the general vicinity of something that you know about. So you're feeling more confident, more talkative. You're able to loosen up. You know more about it. So you've got more conversation and, and it's all playing into your freeing yourself up and feeling more confident, more self-assured. Now, you don't have to be a professional at this. You don't have to be an expert and the other person is not expecting you. You weren't expecting them to be an expert on swimming. So you weren't thinking about challenging them on something they said re relating to swimming. You weren't trying to challenge them and catch them out. And the other person won't be trying to catch you out either. They won't be trying to tr challenge you or trip you up on your knowledge. Although that's what might be going on in your mind if you're, if you're shy or you've got social anxiety and you've got, remember what we talked about, the when you have shyness, you have, you, you, everything feels like much more higher stakes. You're playing with higher value money. If, if conversations was a game of poker, then you would be playing with paper money where the other people are playing with smaller denominations. Everything feels like it's got more, there's more at stake. So, but it's just an illusion in your own mind. People are not judging you they're not preparing to challenge you or trip you over on your knowledge the knowledge itself of this enables you to free yourself up and if it is of a concern that you're worried that they're going to challenge you on something you say and they, they, they challenge you on something you've said a particular piece of knowledge that you've expressed maybe you learned it somewhere you read it in a paper and they say, well, actually, I don't think that's true. Um, I've read this and now the challenge you are challenging you at some extent. But are they actually challenging you or are they just inviting debate or looking for a further clarification of your point? And you could just actually say, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it like that. Um, I'll have to look that up and, uh, and learn more about that. And uh, maybe I'll get back to you on that next time I see you that's that's very interesting point that you raised there you don't have to take it on I mean this <coughs> excuse me this is something people worry about a lot when it comes to stage speaking and the perception that you're going out on stage as a professional or an expert in the topic that you're going to be talking about and you're worried when it comes to the Q&A that people are going to challenge you on something you've said or 
try and trip you up and you're not going to be able to answer that question and you're going to look ridiculous, silly, you're going to lose authority as a result of not being able to answer a question. But in fact, nothing's ever as serious as that. You could just say, great point. Um, I'll get back to you on that. Um, I don't want to uh, give you false information or something I'm not 100% certain about, so I'll get back to you on that. Or you could just give your opinion on the subject. You don't have to be an expert in anything. You just have to know a bit more than the other person, perhaps. And once you understand this and you can get more into that mindset of knowing that you don't have to be an expert or a professional and that the other person isn't there to try and trip you up or challenge you or discredit you in any way, any more that you're in the mindset of trying to discredit them on their topics. Maybe they're just asking because they want to learn more because you spoke with passion about your subject and now you're getting them interested in your subject and they're, and they're asking you questions because they want to learn. And it may be just as simple as that. And when you understand it from that perspective, then you find yourself or your shyness melting by degrees. It doesn't, the curtains don't fall away all in one go. It's, it's like putting a jigsaw together or, or pulling a jigsaw apart one piece at a time one approach one mindset doesn't collapse the whole shyness persona that you've built up over many years but one piece of the puzzle does reduce the shyness or the effects of shyness by a couple of percent and this what we've talked about today will reduce your shyness your social anxiety by a few percent if you become more self-congruent in your own areas of knowledge and your own opinions. Now, let's say you've taken an opinion, you've you've read a newspaper article or an online article, and you've, you've taken the opinion of the author of that article and you've adopted it as your own opinion without having done the research and the background to form that opinion in the first place. Now, if you get challenged on that opinion, you can't back it up because you didn't form that opinion in the first place. You just borrowed somebody else's opinion. So become more congruent on your own opinions, your own beliefs, shore them up and make them more firm so that you're more confident in yourself. If you do get asked about them, you can support them and give responses when you are asked about them. If it is perhaps a controversial opinion, but don't hold back if you do have an opinion, because then when you hold back, you do become the wallflower. You do, be, you do become a person without personality because you're not expressing opinions or beliefs. You're not adding colour to your own dialogue, your own conversations. You're holding back and that makes you a less interesting person. So don't be afraid of putting those opinions out there and don't be afraid of being challenged. And don't be afraid of allowing yourself to have your opinions changed. If somebody comes up with a good argument for a different perspective on that opinion, you can, there's, there's nothing wrong 
with saying, yeah, great point. I'll have to reevaluate how I thought about that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So that's all I have for this live stream today. In summary, try and find five wheelhouse topics that you're interested in. Maybe, maybe it comes from your workplace, what you do for a living, if that's something that interests you, your hobbies, sporting activities, whatever interests you in life. Define, if you can, five wheelhouse topics and have a think about like creating a mind map in your mind. And I'll create a PDF to go with this if you go to lifeconfident.com forward slash live stream. Sign up, get access to all the live streams that have gone previously. And I sometimes accompany live streams with a PDF. So I'll do that with this live stream. I'll create a mind map PDF, sort of a fill in the blanks where you can say, right, these are my five wheelhouse topics. And then on each core topic, you can define five related topics or five satellite topics that are related to the core topic. And you know that even though you're on less secure ground, you could move into those related topics and talk about those two and enjoy that topic. And, and you've got more scope, a bigger universe of topics that you could pace and lead somebody else into so that you're playing a home game some time during your conversation instead of always playing an away game in conversations. Make it a game of two halves. Sometimes you're in your home um on your home ground with your own audience, your your own your own crowd, which are your own topics. And sometimes you're playing in a way and you're allowing the other person to enjoy the freedom of their topics. So define five core topics, five satellite topics around each core topic. Get to know them a little better if you need to, develop some opinions of your own about them, and just generally develop your, 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 your self-awareness and your self-assuredness about these topics so that you are on more solid ground when you're in conversations and, and that way you're less likely to hold back and be worried about expressing opinions because you can hold your ground much better when you are more self-aware. Thanks for listening. I look forward to your company again on the next live stream. So thanks and bye for now.